1: And Kansas had to be evacuated for a bomb threat. Oh fuck yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh take it out, take it out. <laughs> yeah, fuck oh, yeah. suck it nice. And slow. <laughs> Couple other really funny news stories. Kenny G. <laughs> Who the fuck is Kenny G? the fucking clarinet player. Oh suck it nice. <laughs> what did he do wrong? <laughs> He's being Charles Manson all weird. In the middle of it, he cuts her off and goes, Oh fuck yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh take it out, take it Dude, out. Dude, now I see why people follow Charles Manson. He was very straightforward he yeah, yeah, had the right ideas.
0: It's time for the You Watch, I Listen podcast. And always remember, don't sniff it, just do it.
1: Well, this is kind of fucking weird, guys, isn't it? <laughs>
0: sure
2: is. I was waiting to yeah. see uh, who would start. I was
1: going to see how long we could take that pause uh, before you know we what? find out who's going to talk first. <laughs> He, he said start, and then I forgot to count. So I was like, this is like a good time. Uh, oh, hey, guys. This is uh, episode 93 of You Watch, Childless and probably our most uh, – no, definitely our most untraditional show to date. Um, I don't know if you guys are watching the news. Uh, Taylor, Josh, I don't know if you are. But there's some weird shit happening in the world.
2: I mean, that's just, that's just putting it lightly, man. It's like, it's like the world is falling apart. It's almost time to put our heads between our legs and kiss our ass goodbye, dude.
1: You know, it's kind of crazy when you think about Last week, when we recorded, it was like everything was kind of fine and good. Like, you know, things were starting to unravel, but we weren't really sure. Hold on. Uh, sorry, I'm like watching live news as it's happening. Um, you know, everything seemed like it was kind of fluid at that point. And then we finished up around like five minutes to nine. I go inside, Trump was speaking. He gave out his speech that didn't make much sense. And then once he's done, the NBA season is suspended. And I feel like since then, it's just really been,
2: spiraled. It, yeah, it's 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 been a perpetual motion downhill the entire time. It's been really bad. Did you see someone?
1: Uh, Someone said it, called it the Kung flu.
0: It's
1: terrible. They actually asked asked Trump about that today. Um, And and he was like, someone in my, he's like, someone in the White House called it what? Kung flu. Oh,
2: dude, that's the best, that's the best name for this. It is the funniest name for
1: it. it, I mean, it, it, that's the thing. People are like spending more time worrying about what we're calling it. Like uh, you have the liberals that are calling, you know, calling it the Chinese virus or the Wuhan virus racist. And then you have people on the right that are saying it just to provoke a reaction. Shut the fuck up, everyone. Please shut it, it, the fuck it's- up. It's it's such
2: a such a, like a big waste of our time normally, and now that it's you know now we're now we're talking about it as far as like a pandemic is concerned. I feel like to, there's much more important things we can be doing as opposed to getting the virus's pronouns correct. You know yeah, what I'm correct. saying? Like,
1: exactly. <laughs> like to, to to talk about like the, the liberals that are like calling it racist to act like during this that you have the right to call anything racist shows their fucking privilege that they don't like acknowledging. Like you're oh, really God. worried. Like the fact that half the questions Trump got today were about the calling it Chinese virus being racist. Okay. West Nile wasn't racist. Ebola wasn't racist. Um, I, I the Spanish flu wasn't racist. H1 usually M1, you call these SARS. things by where they're, they yeah, you, you, they usually call these things from where they originate from. Like I just, there's so many more important things. Hold on. Wait, I just got some news about WWE. It's going to be uh, WrestleMania 36 is going to be a, a two night presentation hosted by Bob Gronkowski
2: <laughs> facts. Is that, is that like, like big yeah, facts? No, no, it,
1: it, they just, I'm literally reading the official announcement right now, which honestly is a better <laughs> idea considering the circumstances because the last thing anyone needs is an eight hour, no audience WrestleMania. So wait, 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 hold on. So since we were talking about this, I'm on Twitter. The f- top three things
2: trending hashtag Trump pandemic hashtag Trump lied. People died and hashtag <laughs> dear Bernie. We have like come on. <laughs> dear Bernie, 36,000 tweets. Grow up. Dude, guys. I, I, You're not getting your fucking health care.
1: I love looking at some of the trending stuff because sometimes it, it just doesn't make sense. Like the thing that's going around right now is that video from the kids down in Florida, Um, like three, like six of them getting interviewed. And the one kid in quotes is what it says. If I get Corona, I get Corona. At the end of the day, I'm not going to let it stop me from partying. <laughs>
2: yeah. Or like, there was that chick on St. Patrick's Day that was like, it's okay. I have a weak immune system, but alcohol kills it and
1: I self medicate. Oh, and really? They, and they, yeah, I self medicate. <sighs> fucking Percocet. I'm, I'm tired everyone's shit. Like, yeah, I'm getting. I'm really over I'm I'm getting more frustrated with people that, and I, I feel like that's the opposite of what should happen because this is such a moment. It, like this is something we're gonna remember forever. You know. Oh, I mean? I, so that video just
2: pulled up on my newsfeed, and Bri- and uh, the lead singer of Knock Loose, Brian Garris, says, "Let them die." <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, honestly, like that's kind of how. Hell- I feel like some of these people being so stupid. Like, I mean, honestly, if I mean, honestly, we probably exposed ourselves to it the other day with Bob. (laughs) Like, let's be real. Uh, I
2: mean, more than likely. Oh, dude. Okay, so get this. So my mother calls me today is like, I think you might have had it already. I go, how is that even possible? She (laughs) goes, well, you had the flu. You had pneumonia. You had this and this. I go, so so what are you trying to tell me, doc? Talk to me. And she's like, well, that means you're probably immune. I go, I'm not Matt Damon in contagious.
1: And stop it. No, no, it doesn't work like that. You're not you're not just immune to it. And there's been people that have had it and then they, they recovered from it and then they got it again. No one knows what the fuck is going on. Anyone that thinks they know exactly what's happening with this is a fucking liar.
2: Yeah, stupid. This is the same people that say, uh, you know, tattoos don't hurt. Shut up, stupid. Yes, they do. Yeah. So trying to be cool. Th- <laughs> I,
1: I mean, I, and so again, this is episode 93 of You Watch, I Listen. A very I think this will probably be a shorter episode. I don't think we're going to do no two hours like this.
2: I uh, listen, um, I can barely do two hours in person? You think over the phone? No, I'm all right.
1: Yeah, uh, I I don't think that uh, two hours is what anyone wants to do. I think uh, this should be more like we'll talk about it, talk about it a little bit more, uh, the updates and everything. Um, I guess I'm gonna have to do all the fucking ad reads then. I mean, if I tr- if I if hold on, I'm gonna try to do
2: Lobo from memory. I'm gonna try, and then if you have to stop okay. me.
1: So I guess uh, I'm going to start out and I feel bad for these guys right now. I feel bad for all the sports books um, because obviously with no sports for the foreseeable future, uh, there's not a lot to bet on, but you could still bet on reality TV politics and esports. And there's only one place you should do that. And that's at bet DSI. And why, why should you choose bet DSI? It's a great question, Taylor. I'll answer it from Dan. Uh, bet DSI has been paying winners for 20 years. Bet DSI is top rated on betting review sites. They give you the chance to use your sports knowledge to make some extra cash to Immediately. BetDSI has a very friendly user interface and mobile site, and they have the fastest payouts in the industry. It's simple you play, you win, and you get paid. BetDSI offers betting options for everything that isn't happening right now MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, UFC, and all other major sports. And this is where you guys can bet right now. Politics, reality TV, esports, virtually everything. Uh, you can try live betting at BetDSI on games from start to finish when there's some fucking games happening. And- facts. And play in every minute until the end. Uh, now, new members are going to get a 100% bonus match after making their first deposit by using promo code YWIL. That's more than double your money to start winning immediately. Taylor and I play there ourselves, and we recommend BetDSI to add some extra excitement to whatever the fuck you happen to be watching uh, or anything else you love. <laughs> Once again, go to BetDSI.com and use promo code YWIL to get this limited time 100% bonus offer, and you get a free $25 wager to test the waters don't miss out and go make some extra cash this betting season it's only a game until you bet it at bet dsi all right taylor uh, uh, so again so this is from memory as best i can sorry right, ben, if you wait bench. this is what i'll tell you if you forget anything just stop talking and i'll fill in the word <laughs> it's okay. a fun game it's like it's like it's like it's like ad libs give me an adjective <laughs> all right all
2: right ready so yes. are you thinking about are you thinking about advertising Cool, you should call Lobo Sound. Are you do, do you need a website? Awesome. Well, you should definitely call Lobo Sound. That's because Lobo Sound's... I already fucked up. I already lost it. Damn it. World-renowned.
1: <laughs> world, world, world renowned.
2: Commercial production in English, Spanish, and Polish has uh, made them a fixture in the Chicago and digital advertising communities. But Lobo Sound is not is not just limited to Chicago. Uh, that doesn't really work here. Damn it. Uh, I got it. Alaska, I got it. Alaska, Alaska, Atlanta, Toronto, Toledo, New York, New Jersey, Montecito, <laughs> California. Did I get it? You... You missed a bunch of (laughs) – Oh, get the fuck out of here. You're so full of shit. Yeah,
1: dude. You definitely missed a lot. That was like – Way shorter than – No, you did. Hold on. Yeah, I said – Alaska, Atlanta – Wait, here. Alaska, Atlanta, Toronto, Toledo, Hawaii, New Jersey, New York, Montecito, California. When has Hawaii been in there? That's new. You guys fucking with me. Uh, Taylor, I'm looking at the same – Hawaii has always been in there. Wherever you are, Lobo Sound has your back. Dan, finish it. I, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> Wherever you are, Lobo Sound has your back. Lobo Sound helps you reach your target market effectively and affordably. Reach who you want to reach, when you want, on all devices and applications. For more information, call Lobo Sound at 630-244-9704. That's 630-244-9704. Or you can visit them at lobosound.com. Mention you watch I list and you will get a 10% discount. So call them at 630-244-9704 or visit LoboSound.com. I got distracted for a minute because a gif of uh, Olivia Munn's titties bouncing popped up on my Twitter. Okay. Yo, send <laughs> yo, send that shit, dude. Come on. What, do I just, just retweet it to you? Yeah. Uh, I got this. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> I, I know exactly how to do this because this is really good listening. Hold on. Um, I'm going to retweet it to you. Uh. So that way, uh, and I'll, I'm gonna make it a pin tweet. <sighs> so that way, as uh, so that way, these, when everyone looks to the episode, these. they could follow along. All right, I'm sending you the tweet right now, and All I right. put a little caption in it for you as well. Did you? <laughs> yeah, Josh, you, you should go look too. <laughs> Taylor has to see these titties while we
0: were recording. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you did.
0: All
2: right. I, I
1: mean, so I'm not. That's great. I love that. All right. So why don't we go into our reviews now? Um, I'll go first, because you gave me something very interesting, interesting, Taylor. And um, I only listened to just the audio once. And then I watched it about four or five times. Um, interesting. I, did, I, did, I, I didn't think that's the way you would go with that. Well, you know what? Because when I listened to it the first time and what you gave me was Suicide Silence ending as the beginning. And this was a tribute to what's his name again? The dead guy. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the dead guy, uh, Mitch, uh, Mitch Locker. He died in a uh, motorcycle yes, accident motor, in motorci- uh, 2014. Motorcycle accident, correct. So this was a live album, and I listened to it once, and I liked it. But I was like, I feel like I'd appreciate it more if I really got the live experience and I'd have a, a much deeper appreciation for it. So that's exactly what I did. And I did it four or five times and I absolutely loved it. Um, it was really hard to gauge this on like the usual scale I do. I still graded every song. Nothing got lower than a two, only one two on here, I believe it was. Um, okay, I, what, what was it? Uh, fuck everything I gave it to. And I like that still, but that was my least favorite. Um, that's fair to start it out. I gave destruction of a statue of five distorted thought of addiction of five uh, really cool to start out instantly with John Davy of job for a cowboy. And then you get the guys from uh, fit for an autopsy and the devastated on there. Um, it's going from there, man. It, it, the thing I liked about this is how into it the fucking crowd was. You know, you could tell this was a really important thing to all the fans and obviously the band members as well. Um, now I made sure to listen to that Deftones cover in depth and I absolutely loved it engine number 9. Um I love the original song and this was a cover I actually really really fucking appreciated. Um, it w- I, you know that's that's hard to do when you love an original song and then you have a cover that kind of stands up against it. Um so why don't I tell you the songs I gave fives on them specifically. So the first two Destruction of a Statue, Distorted Thought of Addiction, Uh, Unanswered I Gave a 5, No Pity for a Coward I Gave a 5, March to the Black Crown was a 5, Die Young, the Black Sabbath cover, was probably my favorite one on here. Um, I gave that a 5, Engine Number 9 a 5, and the last song, You Only Live Once a 5. You know, for someone that of me that doesn't know Suicide Silence in depth, this gave me a great appreciation for what they do. Musically, they're unbelievable. I I don't know what stands out for you the most in Suicide Silence, Taylor.
2: So, the, the thing is with Suicide Silence is that I came into loving them after Mitch's death. The first time I ever, I've heard of them through the grapevine, but when I saw this whole thing and I listened to them and I liked it and I was like, yo, this is some good shit. I went back and listened to the old records and then just everything came together. Now I just love Suicide Silence. But the Time I heard him, Mitch was already dead. And yeah, th- this this is a point in time where I wasn't into As heavy music as I am now, the older I get, the angrier I get, the heavier the music I listen to. So, sure. But then listening to this and seeing all, but then seeing all the guys on it. For me, the standout track, and I wish he went on a little bit later, was Unanswered with Phil Bozeman
1: from Whitechapel. Yes, I I love that one. That's when I gave a five to. That was a fucking great song. And it's, I think it's one of the shortest ones on there, too. Yeah, it's only about three, four minutes. But
2: like I said, he has Um, a particular uh, growl that is so low and demonic. It is, it is like, like it is the, the, the epitome of what metal screaming should be, and that's what Phil Bozeman really you know, um, enables and entitles us to listen to. It's amazing. You actually get uh, Eddie Hermita on here too as well, who became the, the new vocalist moving forward uh, with all their newer albums. That's also on here. And then obviously – you have the uh, the crown jewel and the ending in the legend himself, Randy Blythe, coming out, which I did not see coming,
1: because they didn't, they yeah, didn't no, release that. Was, that, that. Was fucking, that was fucking awesome, and the crowd fucking popped so big for it. Yeah, dude, the part like at the end
2: of the song when he's going like, you, know, you only live once, so let's just go fucking nuts, and then he goes, he gets the entire crowd to repeat live life hard for about 30 seconds before they finish the song. It's yeah, absolutely no, no. fantastic. Dude,
1: that's, the, that's why I wanted to spend more time watching it just listening to it because seeing like how the crowd was exploding, it was a fucking ball of energy. It was just, it was rage and passion and happiness all encompassed in one moment. And, uh, I really enjoyed it. I have not watched a live concert performance in a long time like that, like on a, uh, you know, a DVD, whatever. Um, I haven't done that in a long time, maybe like clips, but not one start to finish. So that was really fucking cool. Uh, I'm going to get, Give this a four out of five. Um, it was honestly like a, a watch again and, li- and listening experience entirely. Uh, one of the most unique we've done on this so far. So I'm going to give Suicide Silence ending as the beginning a four out of five. Sick. I'm really excited you like it. Now, you gave me
2: The Color Out of Space, star Nicolas Cage. a, a Yes. Uh, an H.P. Lovecraft short story, which is actually they made uh, a movie in the 50s about this. Yes, too.
1: they did. Um
2: so, let me say, you said that was an, a unique experience for you listening to that album. This was certainly a yeah. unique experience watching this <laughs> fucking movie. Yo, this movie is Yo. wild. Wild! Um, So I watched... Dude, did Man- you have fun? Did you have a lot of fun? No, I really didn't have fun, and I'll explain to you why. Uh, <laughs> so, I'm pretty sure Mandy was produced or directed. The, the same people had to have done it. The Nicolas Cage movie, Mandy, and then the Color Space, you have that same purplish, pinkish, over yeah, throughout the entire scene, yes. throughout the movie. So, I'm sure that, you know, the the crews cross-mingled or whatever. First of all, this, it, it's about a meteor that comes down, and it lands in Nicolas Cage's front driveway. He's got three kids and a piece of shit wife that's not fucking cool, and and then this the shit just starts getting weird. Then like the the meteor starts pulsating. Essentially, what it's alluding to is that, that there is this otherworldly being from outer space that came down in a media
1: Right now, is immediately is infecting this family and infecting their farm. Or it's it's either it's either from space or it's like it's almost like Doom, where it's like opening a portal to like hell or another dimension. So I don't even like know how to explain it fully, but that's kind of what I took from it. But from space, but it was like a gateway. So 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 this okay. I'm actually really happy
2: you said Doom because one, the new game comes out in two days, which I can't wait to play while I'm quarantined. And two, good. Um, I can't because I get I get Doom vibes out of this. I get yeah. Stand I get Stand By Me vibes out of it. Dead I get Alive. Strangers, Dead Alive. I get Stranger Things vibes thing. out of it. Uh, what's the one with the cabin? Not not the cabin in the woods, but Evil Dead. I get Evil Evil Dead Evil very Dead.
1: much. Yeah, because once it because the whole movie kind of takes it has this weird tone in the beginning, like it's just a family. And, you know, so the weird's going to go on. And then the second when the mom cuts her fingers off, you know, oh, fuck.
2: Yeah, it kind of went from zero to 100 real quick with that, because then, like, she's chopping dinner's ready. And she like her, her, her middle finger and her pointer finger are gone. <laughs> dude, Yo uh, what the fuck, man? Dude, and then. How- Oh, oh my God! Go on, go on. No, dude, the part that like literally I went, "Oh shit!" was like when Ben—it <laughs> made me like it made me laugh because the first thing I thought was Borat throw the Jew down the well. Uh, uh, Benny my- going down <laughs> the well. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> but, like, but no, like like Benny falling in the well, going after the dog. Um, even though the dog definitely wasn't down there. Uh, yeah. The I can't even pronounce the the daughter's name Lavin uh, Lavintra. Uh, I, I, I think it's al Alavi, alavina al, Alavitra doesn't matter. Like so, a- so she starts cutting so All this crazy shit starts happening. She starts like cutting herself in like these weird symbols, yeah. almost like it's like a, it's like a fucked up Rosemary's Baby almost, where it's like it's going to be a séance or some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. But the the again the other part that made me go oh shit. So uh, the the little son, I forget his name, with the glasses. he's sitting out there. He's whistling at the well. <laughs> I'm you know I'm uh, I, I'm talking to the guy in the well. Blah blah blah. Yeah. So now he sits there all Back day. Him. She, yeah, she she cuts her fingers off, Nicolas Cage takes her to the hospital. Shit, weird shit starts happening at the house. They come back and I guess the mom runs out to get the kid who's just sitting there and they are hit with like this fucked up like alien blast like blah, blah, blah. <sighs> yeah, you know they're fused together and I'm just like Ugh. I like I literally wanted part, to throw
1: up, dude. That was when when that happened when they showed them fused together. I literally the landlord was in the in the living room and she just hears me go, "Oh shit, that's fucked." Like I yelled <laughs> it. I wasn't ready for it. I was like I had a few too many to drink and it, I I had a couple drinks before watching this movie too. Yeah, you and, know what I did too, bro? I was like <laughs> I was like next level like, "Yo, I
2: can't handle this right." now now
1: trip this it like, out and then oh and the best part for me the best part that like made it fun was how over the top nicholas cage was like this is what nicholas cage is good yeah. he's not, not taking it too seriously he's having fun So uh, the other thing
2: too, um, you know, is Nick Nick Cage. He's got a Nick Cage, but he was in and out of like this weird accent all the whole movie, and it was like 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 he would be talk he talked perfect English, no problem, and then like he'd be yelling at his kids, and he would have this weird fucking like not even Scottish, but like weird like Western European accent, and then it would just go away. I don't know. (laughs) I know, I love it. (laughs) Like that was that was funny. Um, I will say, uh, Nicholas Cage is very goodness I never liked his wife his wife was annoying I did yeah, laugh when he's trying nice. to he's trying to grow the tomatoes and he's biting them I did everything they fucking said <laughs> and he's like and all the tomatoes suck so he's like fuck this
1: fuck this <laughs> the to- the slam All thong. the tomatoes suck you <laughs> <laughs> he, dude he's like biting everyone this sucks fuck them fuck dude, this I- I was Hilarious. laughing so hard at that scene. Tommy Chong was funny as shit in this movie because he was just playing Tommy Chong. Yeah, pretty much. He was basically Leo from that 70s
2: show again. Yeah, that's pretty – that's all he has to do. That's what we like him um, for. So all in all, the first half of this movie genuinely I do not like because it's – it knowing what it's it is – It's too long of a buildup. Yes, for – a ridiculous last 45 minutes. The third and fourth yeah, the act payoff, are ridiculous. The, pay, the
1: payoff is great. Like it's worth it. The first act is tough. And then in the second act, when things start getting weird, like if they cut that first act down by like 15 minutes and just got to when the asteroid landed and shit started getting weird, everything would have been perfect. It would have been as fun a movie as you could make in that genre.
2: Yeah, exactly. And also the other thing I I hated because she was just there was the mayor. The mayor had nothing to do. Yeah, that was that was pointless. That was so stupid. Oh, well, you could have showed me the ranch when you had the chance. What what does that even mean? Shut up, stupid. Fucking hole. Uh, but not. Nah, I g- genuinely. I did. I do like this movie. But for the the pacing. It- Issues, it gets a six. Um, but the pay, but the, I'd probably but the, give it that too. But the payoff uh, is very nice, very surprising, and it's prime Nick Cage. If you like over the top acting, it's a, it's it's relatively fun. It'll be on
1: my letterbox in case anyone cares to Good. go look at that. I think I'm gonna have to start putting some like letterbox things together for people during this quarantine because I dude the amount of people are messaging me asking me for something to watch. I'm like, leave me the fuck alone. Just yeah, leave me well, alone. Like, <laughs> you know what I like?
2: Well, no, no one really knows what you like because. Sometimes you hate everything. And I then like other guys who love everything.
1: <laughs> you like guys who love, <laughs> dude. Your butt. All right, All right, so I'm glad you like that, Taylor. Um, now, before we do our picks for the week, uh, we got to give a shout out to the uh, the drunken people that we're friends with. Um, it's, there's no reason to waste everyone's time trying to be fancy. The goddamn hashtag Shots for Likes podcast is where you need to go for your comedic podcast experience. Whether it be sports, video video games, <laughs> shitting on current events, hashtag Shots for Likes is sure to make you laugh. One of them may even chug vodka out of a condom. They stream each podcast every Saturday night at 11.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Twitch, YouTube, and Mixer. Episodes are released on Mondays. For all links to the live channels and podcast platforms, go to shotsforlikespodcast.com. And as always, drink with us and
3: don't, don't be, be cunts. cunts. <laughs> that, <simply laughs> that sounds so if great. I can't wait to hear that are doing that, like, not in the well, same room you- as other people.
1: Well, usually it's like we, we all make like an eye contact with each other very quickly. Be like, ready? Don't
2: be it's us. It's just funny like, like, okay, Dan comes in, then Josh comes in, then
3: I come in. Wait, we have to yeah. start again. Like It's, it's uh, like we're, we're a shitty acapella group. Yep. Drop of a hug. All right. So did we, did we um, ever actually explain what we're doing here? I don't think we ever told the audience that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good point. That's a good point.
1: Um, so what we're doing is uh, none of us are here. Like, we're here, but we're not here. I'm the only one in the official studio. Taylor's at home. Josh is at home. Because we have an 8 p.m curfew uh that these guys can't be on the road understandably so uh shit's really weird out here new york city's falling apart henry winkler is tweeting very scared right now uh shit shit's a mess so um we are literally doing this on skype the three of us um i'm pretty sure people will get that from the the tone of how we started and the how it sounds as well because it's not going to sound like it normally
3: does no, it, you know what? No, just, it's, uh, hearing it through the headphones doesn't sound too bad. I think that we're going to be fine. You know, obviously there's going to be a little bit of a difference in audio quality, uh, but it's not going to be poor audio quality, not by any, not by any means. No, no, I believe.
2: No, it, so no it, it, it'll, it'll totally be fine. Just Josh, just make sure you keep the fucking audio, okay, dude. <laughs> Don't <laughs>
1: yeah, no, lose the audio. I already yeah, did uh, a test. I already did a test. Lose 40 uh, minutes of exactly it.
3: Exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> All right. So we
1: didn't start with our normal thing, and I didn't get to ask you guys how your week has been. So, Josh, uh, you're the one that really set this up. We'll
3: start with you. Josh, how's your week been? Dude, this has been a weird week. Uh, You know, so uh, for those of the audience that don't know, I work in the firearms industry. Uh, And for all that you're hearing about the craziness around toilet paper and uh, milk and, you know, uh, non perishable foods going disappearing from the grocery store, the same exact thing is happening with ammo. There is no ammo anywhere in the United States. It is some of the craziest shit I've ever seen. We got caught off guard, industry wide. It, it's insane. It's totally, totally insane. I, I, you know, people are acting like this is a zombie apocalypse, and that's it's honestly not the case. Uh, at least I don't think so, not yet. I mean, I at this point I want that. <laughs> Like I'm rooting for that at this
1: point. Like, cause rather, I, I, like, I really wouldn't hate it. I want, I, I don't like this like slow decline and collapse. I'd rather just everything go like hit, hit me with a fucking meteor, like uh, deep impact. I don't even want the Armageddon one. I want the tidal wave <laughs> that takes everyone out. And I want to be on the fucking with a, a loved one as the tidal wave takes and then fucking Elijah Woods riding a dirt bike up the mountain with a baby and his girlfriend.
3: I mean, who, I mean, who, I mean, who, who would sign up for Some of that? that cut out, but it's going to sound really good on the final recording. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's awesome. In and, out, and then so, you heard the Elijah Wood thing like perfectly. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. Elijah Wood and a baby
1: and his girlfriend. Uh, Taylor, how's your week been? Uh, again, it's I think
2: for everyone in the in the northeast, specifically in the metropolitan area, it's just been a very, very weird chain of events that's been unfolding right in front of our eyes. Uh, again, like Josh is having his his issues in his industry Dan is well founded in his issues in his industry and I work in heating so my our biggest issue is that we have to go to customers homes to fix their heat we can't just fix it over the phone it's not tech support so the big issue we're facing right now is having customers not wanting us in our homes rightfully so so yeah, sure. it, it's it's I, I don't fault the customer for not wanting anything like the ancillary work which is the stuff that we make our bread and butter on in this in the in the you know in the warmer months it, no and it's like no one wants it done right now one because of everything closing down two because of the money shortage everyone is uh, everyone is now broke within the last week because of everyone getting laid off and going home from work. And on top of that, no one's buying oil, and the price of oil is, is to shit with the rest of the market. So, it, especially... Yeah. In a small business, it's very weird. It's unprecedented and it's like uncharted territory for everyone. So we're working with you know different aspects and local governments in order to come up with a precise plan and to really define what an emergency service is. Because someone will say, "Oh, I have an oil smell." Sorry, shut that shit off. We'll be there tomorrow. But it's it's very touch and go. It's very weird. Um, and that's basically been my week. I really haven't had time to do anything else except play 2K um which you know and that's honestly the only the only thing I have I have time for. Which Kuluchi just signed on. Fuck you, Kuluchi
1: Yeah, it's uh, and and my week has been uh, pretty fucking hectic because as we know, um, like I just said at the beginning, everything kind of like started to unravel right when we finished episode 92 last week. Um, Trump spoke, NBA was canceled uh, or suspended. Then all the college basketball tournaments are happening, the ACC and Big East tournament, and then this week was supposed to be the you know the actual tournament. And uh, my industry is fucking. Crazy right now. Like business companies are going under. Like uh, a good amount of them. We're safe. We're not really worried. We're in a very good position actually. Um, but obviously, my work life has mostly been customer service last week, which is the last thing I want to do. Um, talk to people and because like the two du- two sales dudes, one of them being Colucci are taking phone calls, and I'm dealing with people on the chat and on Facebook and on Twitter DMs and just nonstop. And it, it's such a process because the problem is like. Not only are we inundated, but the people that we get the tickets from are inundated. And that's directly from Ticketmaster. It's directly from teams. It's directly from venues. And they're like all trying to do the same thing we are, is we can't refund everyone at once and because we're not getting refunded at once. You know what I mean? And thankfully because everyone's kind of going through this together. Most everyone's being really understanding about it. You have a couple people here and there that are like, you know, Oh, I I need it right now. Like, dude, like most banks, like refunds don't post right away anyway. And I say, I mean, no matter what, and stuff
2: like this, there's always going to be one or two outliers that fuck it up. Honestly, especially in something like this.
1: (laughs) <laughs> that that's exactly what it is and i mean most likely i'll be working from home and uh, for the foreseeable future um i'm gonna tr- i'm gonna be going to the office for as long as i can because i i, I work in a small office we have five people in there and we're all six feet apart so i'm not really worried about this social distancing crap right now i don't think that means everyone else should and i'm not saying that you sh- if you can work from home you should
3: be working from home um but sure i, mean, I that it, i agree yeah, i'm gonna do, uh, i'm gonna hop off for a second but uh, keep going
1: Oh, it's it's just a really weird time. I had a, I, I was having minor freakouts here and there when I looked at my my mutual fund, my four hundred one k. I was like, oh no! And I'm just not looking at it right now because there's no fucking point. Why am I gonna fucking gonna kill myself? I mean that I mean that that wouldn't be terrible, but I
2: would advise against it. But when I was, I mean, yeah, I, I think not good for your health. No, nah, apparently not. Um, but no, I, I took a hit on my mutual fund. I've taken a hit on my investments, and you know. I've been it the last couple of days in any group chat or anything I've talked to you about or any other group chat that I've been in, like as silly as it sounds and as much without as much money in in the market right now, it sounds silly. But if you have a cent to spare, now's the time to buy. I am one hundred percent convinced that the second we are on the other side of this, and again, it's this is usually what happens in history. Whenever there's something really bad and the economy goes down, what's going to happen it usually bounces back. Tremendously. So yeah. The, yeah. Higher, the the fall, the saying is, the higher the fall, the bigger the bounce. Exactly. So I mean, when this thing started, before it went to shit, I don't mean to talk stocks to be boring, everyone, but the Dow was at twenty-seven thousand. I believe it dipped below eighteen thousand, or just at eighteen thousand today. That's that's
1: almost ten thousand points in a week. That is unprecedented.
2: Yeah,
0: and it's
1: absolutely ridiculous. We, we dropped the other day more points in one day than we did at any day in 1929 at the beginning of the Great Depression. Exactly. Um, uh, you know, you, you, we're definitely going to hit a recession without question. That's not a doubt in my mind. I fear depression, obviously. I think everyone kind of fears that. It's like one of these things no one wants to say. But you're kind
2: of like, oh. Well, I mean, I mean, I don't mean to quote order of the Rings either, but like you know, the balance is just teetering on the edge of the knife. If you spread, if you stray butt a little, everything is gonna fail. So what, what, what? Basically, what I'm saying is that. Everyone needs to stay the course, and everyone just needs to do what they got to do. So, if you still have a job and you're employed, work from home, work from home. Unfortunately, I'm not as lucky as a majority of people who have the ability to work remotely. I have to be on site 99.9% of the time. So, that's just one of those things that it has to happen. You know, I, listen, I, 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 I just signed the lease to a new, to a new, to a new apartment. My moving date is April 15th. Everything is set in stone. And in the middle of all this, they're thinking about getting rid of uh, payments or or suspending payments, payments. they push back tax tax day day two months. months, It's, it's a really weird time, and now that I'm moving to a different location, it's yeah. it's, make, it's making my transition that much harder. Mo- picking up everything that you want and moving is really a stressful time, even if it's to a better place. But in the middle of a global pandemic, it's, it's unneeded and
1: unnecessary stress, but it it's it's life at the moment. So you got to take and it for what it is. And truth of the matter is as shitty as things could be for us and as stressful as it could be, there are people that are far worse off than us through this whole thing. um Um, it's we're we're actually very very lucky considering you know we we have places we can go we have people we can fall back on um there's a lot of people who don't have that and it's gonna it's for a lot of people it's gonna get worse because this whole thing it's not gonna get better in a week or two weeks it's going to be a while and you know my hope is that with all the division in this country right now is that this can make people treat each other a little better and not get hung up on so many small things and you know we need we need more people to just come together through this whole fucking thing that's what my biggest hope with all this i mean I, i definitely see it happening and you know it's
2: It's It's silly silly to say it too, but like people banding together and everyone everyone acknowledging that, that, you know, Trump definitely fucked up up, up, to an extent for sure, and everyone noticing that. And then, yeah, yeah. if If, it 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 takes something something as small as that that, to get everyone going in the same direction, then, you know, again, I keep quoting different shit, but Star Trek, the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. And I think this is one of those main problems and again it's, it's, an, it's an unprecedented time that i again no one's ever seen so yeah it's it's All right. scary it's scary and it's, it's different, different
1: but it, we're gonna, gonna be fine. fine just do what are told and do your thing, thing. i do, do want to continue this the conversation the way it's going done, but we do need to do our picks uh, so, oh yeah yeah yeah, we, we do actually yeah <laughs> what, josh josh you got
2: no. Okay, mm-hmm. nope. <laughs> Taylor, Taylor, why don't you go first? All right, so the Damn album in the community this week is by a band, band called Whole Wheat Bread. bread. Um, whole Wheat?
1: Is it, is it whole, wheat? like a hole in my, my butt? butt, or yeah. no, whole like, uh, <laughs> like the food, Whole <laughs> yeah, 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 Wheat Bread. 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 So, yeah, Whole uh, Wheat so bread. 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 So uh What's the name of the album?
2: It's, it's called Minority, Minority Rules. It's three black guys from Duval County that make punk rock. This album came out in 2005, um, I don't believe they're a band anymore. And the the song I want to highlight was their main song on this album called "Old Man Samson." Um, just a fun drinking song, really, really good time. But these guys were really, really good at what they called it, crunk rock, which is hilarious to me at the time because okay. crunk was a, was a big term in two thousands with Lil Jon and the East Side Boys and shit. So they did that, and they started to, they they did punk rock with it. And I remember I saw them in Bamboozle in 2006. And again, it's just three guys, so a lot of respect because you got to be damn good musicians just to be a three piece. And. Um, they they always covered Slayer's Raining Blood, and they absolutely killed it every single time Hell they yeah. played that song. This- um, it's the band Whole Wheat Bread. They're from Duval County. It's three black guys that play punk rock. It's okay, the best.
3: Check it out. I, I am yeah. always in for a good cover. It's Slayer's one of my favorite bands. I'd love to hear that.
1: I was going to cover Raining Blood
3: on uh, Guitar Hero 3. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they so so the, uh,
2: uh, they never recorded it, but they always played it live, which was even—
1: I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch it just to add on to this for sure.
2: Yeah, if you just do that. And also, I don't know if you've ever heard the song Never Scared with our with our guy that used to come hang out with us, Fat Man Scoop at, be, at our Best Buy days. Yes, I, own- I do know that song. I do know so that song. They, so I would recommend you listen to their cover of Never Scared too. And it was awesome. Um, so you got an additional two tracks. My pick this week is whole wheat bread minority rules. Like I said, these guys from Duval County, these are real motherfuckers, man. Good shit.
1: Very cool. All right. So I actually have something cool this week and actually Josh, you have to participate in this as well. Um, so we've, we've only ever done one landlord challenge. Um, and it was with the, uh, third eye blind album. Um, so on Friday night, she demanded that I watch a movie that she's been trying to get me to watch for two years. Um, I had never heard of this movie actually before she brought it up to me. Um, it, it's called the movie. So I watched it with her on Friday night, went in with no expectations. And usually if a woman recommends a movie to me, I assume I'm going to hate it. Cause I'm a cunt. Um, I, love this movie i really really enjoyed it uh the movie's called ruby sparks okay so um the, well, before it started she compared it to a movie that i know you really like taylor and i know i really like and i don't know josh's opinion on this movie but she compared it to 500
3: days of summer um i, I love I, 500 days of summer josh, love have you josh have you seen it um yes i have it's one of uh it's actually a
1: Okay, so it was very similar in that sense where it's just kind of like quirky love story. Um, It stars Paul Dano, who you definitely know who he is. He was in uh, Taylor in the Girl Next Door. He was the... the the nerdy friend with the glasses that ends up. Oh, he was, uh, he he was mince or whatever his name is. Correct. Klitz. Klitz is what his name was. (laughs) Yes. So he's the star of it. He's actually playing the Riddler in the next Batman movie as well. Um, so Paul Dano plays this, uh, an author who wrote this like big coming of age story. That was this really popular book, but he's had complete writer's block since then. Um, he goes out to dinner with his brother and his brother's trying to set him up with all these girls. He wants no part of it. So he's, He's, he's trying to write his next book and he's, uh, while he's trying to write this, he starts having these dreams about this like dream woman of his, and he starts writing a book uh, or starts writing about the woman he's dreaming about. And then this woman manifests in real life. OK, it's weird. I was like, how the fuck does this happen? And everything he writes about her in her book in his book is what her per- personality becomes. Um, and the what, the girl in the movie, she was the the girlfriend in The Big Sick, which I know you really liked as well, Taylor. Um, Zoe Kazan is, I believe her name is. She's actually Paul Dano's real life wife as well. And she wrote this movie. Um, I, this this was a That's really cool. this is a really strange movie, but it was a very charming, quirky, fun romance film that in the last, it, 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 it when it got bre- reached its like climax, it was in a point where it could very easily fucked up the ending. But I thought it, it kind of like had a perfect landing into a very complicated story. Um, their chemistry was great. Obviously if they're married in real life, I think it's really cool that she wrote this movie. Uh, the directors also did a uh, little miss sunshine and they did living with yourself with Paul Rudd on Netflix. Um, which, so I'm very, I'm a very big fan of them. They're very good at this, like awkward kind of humor and storylines. Um uh, Um, uh, I think you both are really going to like this movie. It did really remind me of Five Hundred Days of Summer in a lot of ways, and it just is a very, very enjoyable movie. It is on my Plex for you guys. Uh, I like I said, I couldn't find it anywhere. Um, it is called Ruby Sparks. That's the pick for this
2: week. All right, cool. And then actually, just realizing this Paul Dano guy, he's been in a lot of
1: shit, man. Little yeah, Miss Sunshine, he's a, There Will Be Blood, Lucre. yeah Twelve Fuck. Years a Slave. Uh, oh he, he's been in a lot of stuff. He's a really good actor, and he actually has the perfect look to play the Riddler as well. Yeah, um, I, was, some, I was, I was, gonna say, I was going to say I saw a picture of him. And
2: I'm like, that's definitely
1: Eli from There Will Be Blood. Slid yes. the of your mother's filth. Yes. And there's other people. this. Annette Benning's in this movie. Antonio Banderas is in this movie. Um, for, it's always cool when you get a movie that you never even heard of. So your expectations literally don't exist. And then to be so surprised by it. And actually like, you know, a movie's good when you could sit there and talk with the person you watched it with for about 20 minutes about the movie and the themes of it and the performances. And I, I wanted to talk about this movie with the landlord for a while after seeing it because it stuck with me. I really enjoyed it. It's an easy watch as well. It's short. It's sweet. Very good movie sick i can't wait for that I, I, I need something a little nice during trying yeah. times it's very uplifting and I mean we need it because we 're not going to have any fucking new movies for a while <laughs> yeah we're
3: not yeah, it's it all crazy I mean, it shit.
1: it's wild because it started last week like I was like I, it started actually a few weeks ago with uh James Bond with no time to die. they were the first to really do this, and then I texted Josh like joking like haha fast nine is canceled or postponed by a year, and everything is fucking cancelled <laughs>
2: And- yeah, it's like uh it's I, I like like obviously like where does the buck
1: stop but I mean, well, you, you have to, it's smart to see that some of these movie studios are getting really smart about it. Like on Friday, uh, universal studios is going to release uh, for renting or video on demand, uh, the invisible man and uh, the hunt and another movie that just came out as well. I know um, that Vin Diesel movie that just came out, bloodshot is going to be available to rent starting next week as well. Um, I think that forever long this goes, that's the smartest thing the movie studios can do. And I've seen some people complaining about the price of renting one of these movies, twenty dollars. Um, that's that's what, that's what, what that's, that's
2: what you that's what you normally pay on iTunes for a brand new movie anyway. And, and then if you like, think, if you catch a
1: sale, and if you think about it, if you go to the movies, you know, you're if you go to a evening showing of a movie, you're spending twelve dollars on a ticket, right? At an AMC. 10, 12 bucks. Yeah, and then, it's, if you, yeah. then if you get it, so let's say you go with someone else and you, you know, you're talking tw- over $20 already. Then you're talking some snacks, so, a drink, you're spending 35 bucks at least. Yeah. So it, to me, it's, it's the best case scenario. And I, I hope more and more studios are going to do this because the box office in the movie theater industry is going to hurt so bad from this on top. Everyone's going to hurt from it, not to undersell anyone else, but this industry is really going to hurt as well. Yeah, no,
2: it's definitely going to take a, it's It's gonna take a very big hit because these movies rely on their opening weekends to really make back a majority of their budget. so that that's something I could definitely see taking a hit. I mean, obviously, like you said, everything's gonna take a hit. but yeah. I think the, like, for the short term, and by short term, I mean, a year minimum if it even goes that far, um, I think that's the right and the smart decision, I mean just for the public because you can't risk being in a fucking AMC with these goddamn people.
1: No, not at all because people go out and there's some people I know right now that are, they have symptoms and they're like still going out. They're like well if I have it, I have it. I'm like it's not about you asshole. Like you're going to give it to the person that's going to give it to their 60 year old 70 year old grandmother that's got a fucking heart condition. So fuck you.
2: Yeah, it's, it's a it's a it's so much unselfishness that's uh, that's like uh, accumulating all at the same time, and I, I hate to say, I hate to sound like like an old timer, even though I'm the young one out of the three of us, but like sure it's it, it's a very millennial mindset. Fuck you, I'm gonna do me. It's a very Dude, selfish the, the, mindset. The
3: craziness that I see is that people just you know totally disregard all of the information that they have about this thing to the point where the states had to step in and say we're not even gonna open bars anymore. Bars are not allowed to be open because you people can't fucking responsible like how no i mean like that people are out packing bars lining up outside of bars trying to get in when this fucking epidemic is going on it's absolutely insane dude on on saturday after um taylor i was with you saturday night
1: after i left uh the doctor and and quaz's house um i went to go pick up the landlord up at warwick and they they were at a house and then they they walked over to a bar and she's like, I'm hanging out outside. I'm like, you did the right thing. Like I looked, I could not believe how many people were at the bar on Saturday. Like my, my social activities right now are pretty much staying to hanging out the house with maybe like two or three other people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I'm not, I, yeah, I, I, it's, it's, it's relatively it, the same. It's, it's not worth it's it. It's not like, as as much as I want to go.
2: Like I want to go hang out with Bob, and I want to go see everybody. It's just it, it's it's not plausible and it's not smart to do that at no, this at this and, current time.
1: And like right now, you know, the curfew. They're not going to arrest you if you're on the road after eight. But you don't even want the inconvenience of wasting a, uh, an officer's time if he feels he has to pull you over when all this other shit is going on. I know in, um, the reason they had to shut down the. Uh, the bars in uh, Hoboken, I think, was the first city in our town that shut down all the bars because um, yep. on Saturday night yeah, it was Hoboken night, and then Morristown. Yeah. Yeah. On, on Saturday night. Yeah. Taylor, it's right. You texted us about uh, Hoboken on Saturday after I left. Um, what happened was there was multiple bar fights, including one where someone got hurt really bad. And because of all the other stuff going on, it took an ambulance 40 minutes to get to the bar like it, it's just not worth. like I want to respect all the people that are actually having to work the fullest capacity of their job and beyond. On. And that goes from our our police officers, our paramedics, uh, our firefighters, and then you know what? The, I, I the kids at the supermarket that are working deserve to be treated really fucking well right now. It's true, but
3: dude. Like, honestly.
1: I mean
2: – Yeah, seriously. I mean you, you, you got fucking teenagers ringing people out with masks and things. So I, I went food shopping the day after we recorded last week on Thursday, and I went yeah. for – and I went just for normal food shopping because I, I needed to get some shit, and everything is gone. And the thing that was so striking and so glaringly obvious that I like, – it, it, like it hurt me as a human was there's these parents bringing these young kids out. Five, six, seven years old to these supermarkets, and these kids have tears in their eyes. They got masks on. They, yeah, their they're parents scared. are scaring their kids shitless, and it's like it's like a seven-year-old or a six-year-old. While while you know while being as young as they are, they shouldn't be exposed to that type of like chaos and disarray. I mean, there there should be steps well, taken that parents. Like, I mean, it's one thing to see it, but it's another thing entirely when you bring your kids out
1: and it's just in the well, middle. Of all this, you go off and you start fighting for toilet paper. Like- yeah, I mean, you're putting a kid in a, in a spot that's like we we all worked at Best Buy, and how often did you ever see fucking children in the line? Rarely, at our store at least, you'd see mm-hmm. it here and there. Yeah, but sure. Because of the, the potential danger, because people act like animals when they feel like there's no, they're not going to be able to get what they wanted for a fucking TV. Now we're talking things that people think they need to live, and it, it's it was crazy. Like I'm I'm in the store, uh, i and the landlord great grocery shopping Sunday. Um, and it was, you know, Sunday is always miserable at a grocery store regardless. And half the time I like going grocery shopping because that's where I get all my frustration and anger out. I get angry at people and I snap at them and I yell at them. <laughs> and this time I had to be like, I had to be like, all right, landlord, you have to make sure I really don't freak out. Cause I might hurt someone. So, but this time I'm getting my, my toes ran over, getting bumped into not a single apology. There's cocksuckers in line with like eight packs of chicken and eight packs of beef and then they're coming up to the customer. Uh, the employees are going up to them looking at their cart saying it's a limit four per customer. And then everyone has a sob story. Oh, it's for my, uh, my mother. It's for my grandmother. Fuck them too. Tell them to get off their fucking ass. Tell them to do it. ShopRite has shop from home for a reason. You know what I mean? Like it's, it, you can't be doing that. It's not fair. And I don't believe you either.
2: Like no, of course not. Of course, everyone's gonna say that. Everyone has their own sob story. And the thing, again, I, I saw a- an artist rendition of this. It was a couple with uh, two carts stacked to the brim of cleaning supplies, toilet paper, you know, uh, non-perishable food items, yada yada yada. And there's this old timer walking down with just a basket with two cans of soup and and one roll of toilet paper, because that motherfucker grew up in the grew up in the depression, grew up in real real hard times. He knows knows that this isn't about him. It's about everyone. And again, the selfishness is what really, really fucking twists my nuts is because I I, I can't stand that shit. I can't stand it. I I understand people are thinking their lives are in danger, and to an extent they are, but... And this just sounds so poetic of me. Fuck off! I'm about to throw up. Is that the second I you walk out the door, you, me, Josh, Greg, anyone walks out the door, it could be the very last time. And that's just sure. the truth. So treating this as it's more dangerous than driving your car. I'm sorry at the like at this current time, take your precautions, but at the same time, be aware of everyone else. There's not there's nothing wrong with being courteous. Yeah. Just-
1: Dude, someone put, I posted this, I got to find this, but I saw this video before. Some guy did the equation of, uh, about toilet paper and about how much people are using. And the equation is funny as shit. So he did the math on toilet paper and buying like the big pack of it, right. For quarantines. I'm going to read this to you. So you go to Costco, you get the big, huge thing of toilet paper. It has 30 rolls in it, right? 425 sheets per roll. Okay, Jesus. we're on the same page here. That's twelve. That's twelve thousand seven hundred and fifty sheets per case from Costco. Okay, so to do this math, I got, I'll read the captions. That means twenty sheets per shit. Okay, let's just say that you to use twenty sheets per shit. Okay, which comes down to six hundred and thirty-seven point five shits per case. That's <laughs> okay? a lot of shits, dude. Wait, wait, wait. So listen, that's that means that is forty-five point five shits per day. <laughs> So that means a person that grabbed four K four cases of a toilet paper from Costco for a family of four quarantined for the required 14 days. We need to shit 182 times per day to use the purchased (laughs) amount of toilet paper. Fuck you. If you're hoarding toilet paper, like I go through, I live with the landlord. We go through maybe, maybe a roll or two a week, maybe two a week because I shit at work. Most of the time I save my fucking heavy heat sticks for the office. I, I,
2: I do take hefty dumps here, but like at the well, same – Well, you're know one like person. I, I, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I listen, before this stuff started really going off the rails, I bought a 24-pack because there was one time I ran out and I was by myself. And I'm like, ooh, what am I going to do here? And I had, no, I had nothing. <laughs> so I had to just – all right, and I hopped in the shower.
1: <laughs> Taylor, the amount of times I remember I was like trying to sleep and I get a text from you. Downstairs, Can you bring me toilet paper? Because there was never – dude, there was never any downstairs, bro. And there, were times I, there were times I ignored you because I wanted to hear you have to shuffle upstairs with shit ass. Dude,
2: it was literally the worst, man. It was and the it,
1: fucking it, worst. And I, Josh, I, I see him come up the stairs. He thinks I'm sleeping, and I see him walk up the stairs like waddling with shit ass. And I'm just standing at the end of the hallway. I was like, hey, did you need toilet paper? Yeah, he was so fucking
2: blatant about it at the end. I was like – Alright, whatever,
1: who gives a fuck? Dude, but I mean that's the But that's the point. Like what you, – you take a shit and you don't have toilet paper. Take a fucking shower. Take a fucking shower.
2: I think I feel like that's so much easier and more fun than just you, you wiping your
3: ass. You know, uh, the toilet paper thing aside, you know what I think is crazy? People buying like mass amounts of perishable foods. like, OK, you can – Yeah, like milk. A, you could freeze a steak, you know, whatever. But why are you buying five gallons of milk at a time? The milk goes bad that's, in like three weeks. So are you talking about yeah, really five H1? gallons of milk in three weeks? There's no shot.
2: No, No, dude, it's still like uh, my 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 dad has this like he he showed me. It's like this milk in like a cardboard box. I go, where the fuck did you get that? Yeah,
1: that's (laughs) called uh, that's called Parliament. I know what that is. It's Um, like that's that's that's, that's like next level like doomsday prepper shit. Honestly, it tastes like normal milk. Like, and you. don't have to refrigerate it until you open it once you refrigerate it it tastes like normal milk it's re- it's almost like it's like kind of like that powdered milk but it's already pre-made yeah. right i've had it before it's fine but at that point honestly the things you're better off getting is the milk that lasts longer like uh unsweetened almond milk which tastes just like fucking milk that shit lasts like four weeks before it goes bad i'm hey, um, gonna lactate- go get some oat milk Dude, I saw Smoke, OJ. O, o, OJ posted a video before talking about how he's upset the golf courses are getting closed. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I kind of really appreciate his blatant obliviousness to everything because he's he's been doing it since he cut two heads off. He's just oblivious. <laughs> Dude, it's great. I like, was saying, speak, you know, speaking, speaking, to
3: too uh, mad about stuff. And then something happened today that well. Really pissed me off. <laughs> Wouldn't you know it? They went and they closed the golf course. So I walked on down there and I beheaded a couple of caddies.
0: <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> much
2: Dude, it. wait. If you want to hear something to talk about being oblivious, apparently. Jared Leto had no idea about the coronavirus yes, even existed. I was actually—I have
1: the this. Fuck out of here. This cocksucker went and he was meditating for 12 days, and he comes back to the world. Wow, everything has gone. <laughs> fuck you! Yeah. Like what he's first off, first off, don't believe him that he didn't know. I believe that he was doing some type of meditation, but I guarantee—I I don't believe that he didn't know for a fucking second.
3: Dude, that that whole just, is such a Jared Leto thing. Fuck that guy. He's yeah.
1: always—he's so
3: he's uh, so pretentious. He's just so dude, like, I, I, he, I, I, you like, know,
1: just, I, I should
2: have given you a fucking 30 seconds to Mars. And that's what I should have done.
1: <laughs> I, didn't fir- I didn't hate their first. I didn't hate their first The album that had the kill on it. I didn't hate that at all. I knew that album pretty well. I actually kind of liked that album when it came out. I haven't listened to it in fucking years. And whenever 30 seconds to Mars comes up on my phone, I skip it. So maybe I do hate <laughs> it. I don't know. But the one thing I would say is that we got some interesting things out of all this. Uh, Taylor and I watched the no crowd UFC on Saturday, which was really, Really interesting. I watched, I watched the No. Yeah.
3: Crowd Raw on Monday, and I gotta say, it had like the top ten, like a, a new top ten Stone Cold moment in it. He, he does did his see Give me a hell yeah. Thing. I saw it. And they pan to the empty
1: crowd. (laughs) And and then it's Byron Did he really? Yeah, dude. It was actually funny. The way they edited it, it was like they played on the fact that his whole gimmick is the crowd and there was no crowd there. And then Byron Saxton was the one that yelled, hell yeah. And then Stone Cold did the what thing to him. He brings Byron in. He goes to hit him with this... Stunner, but he kicked him right in the dick. It's like he, He's straight up booted Byron Saxon right in the sack. That's <laughs> and awesome. Then I, so and then I saw the footage after Raw went off the air and the Street pop Profits came out and Montez Ford may have given one of the greatest sellers of the Stunner I've ever seen in my life. It was, uh, I, I, it's just really weird, man. Like AEW is about to go on with no crowd. And the thing with wrestling is
3: oh, I mean, I, wrestling awful. is, <laughs> What would you say? I said that's pretty normal. Yeah, uh, that, that's that's a, <laughs> <laughs> business as
1: usual, but dude. No crowd is different than yeah but I mean wrestling probably more than any other thing relies on the crowd to tell the fans what is working and what's not working and I don't think it's going to work for anyone like it's I I would rather them just pump in crowd noise like give me a fucking laugh track have someone I want Randy Orton to hit an RKO and then the Seinfeld baseline to play like <laughs> I want
3: shit like that they should go back like to have that, having Roman come through the crowd since there's nobody that'll fucking throw beer at him no, what
2: you should yeah. do is the, the, the second Brock Lesnar or someone comes out you just play the curb your enthusiasm music
1: yeah I like I like that or how about this superimpose put a green screen around the ring and superimpose like the Nintendo 64 no mercy graphics into the crowd <laughs> but, Jesus Christ like there's some really fun creative things they can do and I think I from what I understand from the first no audience thing they did on Smackdown this past week are raw they're getting better but i still don't what's going to happen the first time the first wrestler that tests positive for this what are they going to do they have to shut it down right
3: oh yeah there's no way around it
1: yeah i mean mean, you would think
3: you would think so
2: i think in some twisted way vince would find a way but i mean like how would he it was me austin like yeah I uh, I
3: i love all the owen hart memes going around this week about how uh, oh, Vince dude, going to this is going to cancel an event for uh, for sickness. A, a dude, a dude fell from the ceiling and died at a show. And this motherfucker <laughs> continued and, and finished it. Yep. That's dude. It's kind of crazy when
1: you think about that, that they continued the show after this guy <laughs> fell and died. Like, they literally continued the show. What other weird things? I mean, sports obviously are at a total standstill. It was from basketball to college basketball to then baseball, which I don't think we're drinking baseball season.
2: No, what's going on? We hear you're breathing. breathing. It sounds like you're fapping. No, believe me. I just had a big fucking drink of water.
1: Oh, okay, you're out of breath from drinking water.
2: <laughs> I mean, I don't know what the fuck
1: else you want from me, dude. I'm just gonna fuck myself. You, Taylor, you are at higher risk technically to catch this. No, I'm not. I already have. Yes, you it. are. No, well, you didn't. Yes, I did. No, what, what are you talking you about? Josh, you're no, no, you're talking about.
2: What are you talking about? Josh is more susceptible. That motherfucker has hypertension, and I'm more susceptible. Well, okay, okay yeah.
1: fine. You're you're both overweight and susceptible. <laughs> what do you want me to say? <laughs> I'm not like, susceptible. Guys, I'm gonna be fine. Do you guys have any? Do you guys have any legitimate fears about catching it? Um, I mean, not no. No, because I already had it. Okay, let's say you didn't have
3: it. Do you have a legitimate fear of catching it? I'm not afraid of catching it. Um, I, I, if it happens, it happens. But, like, um, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. You know, like, how do you – I don't know. It, it's hard to say because it, it, it's a very clear possibility that it may happen. You know, so Yeah. It, it, yeah it, uh, this thing will not go down without someone that we know not getting it. Yeah, it's the
1: the the odds are someone we know has it already. Multiple people, in fact. Mm -hmm. In fact, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I know. I know know two people with it right now. I'm pretty sure that are refusing to go get tested.
2: mm I mean, I mean, can can you break what is already broken? I mean, what the fuck? Come on, gives a shit. What do you mean that you're broken? Yeah. Okay. So my, <laughs> a, a car crash. Insert a car no, crash. No, right no, no.
1: I meant. I meant. What did you mean? Can you break what isn't broken? What did you mean? I'm broken. Since oh, since, okay. uh, since I'm broken already, I'm overweight. Your body is broken. Smoke, I, I
2: smoke cigarettes. Whatever. And then, like, you know, if I am more susceptible than I am. No. I obviously there's a legitimate fear behind the, you know, behind the silliness, but. Ultimately, I'm kind of with Josh in that where it's like whatever happens, happens. If I get it, I get it. Whatever. You know what Correct. I mean? It, it's, it's like I'm with you guys in that. I, I, I'd rather just get it and be fucking done with it than because more than likely I'll be done with it because I'm not fucking 100 and I'll be OK. That's just how yes. I see it. And even if I'm not, so what?
1: If it's my time, fuck it. Who gives a shit? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it's it, it, if uh, the odds are, if any of us got it, we'll just be quarantined for 14 days and have a pretty bad cold for a few weeks. You know what I mean? Like that's that's all it be. We'll have a bad cold. Uh, obviously, it could get worse. You know, the, the biggest fear I have with this is that it spreads and it mutates because. That's already what this is, the mutation. That's my biggest concern with this, besides the economics, obviously. Um, if I have, if I got it or if I had it, whatever. I've had worse. I've been to prison. Who gives a shit? Um, that, I, I don't know. That, that, that,
2: that, that doesn't equate to what? I've been to prison. Yes, it that does. Doesn't, that doesn't equate
1: to this. Yes, it does. Right, Absolutely cool. it does. Elaborate I got fucked that. in the ass in prison. Have you been fucked in the ass? No. Do you want to be? I'm going to hang, up. Would, gonna you rather hang corona- up. Would you rather get coronavirus or get fucked in the ass? I'd rather coronavirus. What if you got fucked in the ass while you had coronavirus?
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's that that that's just that's just a terrible that's just a terrible scenario to find myself in, and I hope, yeah. I, I, hope I hope I never find it.
1: Come <laughs> nineteen. Come vid nineteen. <laughs> Come vid um, 19 no, to so we were talking up. we were talking before about the UFC with no crowd, which is pretty interesting. But the one thing I noticed, and we talked about it when it happened, Taylor was, was Dame, Dame got knocked the fuck out by Gilbert Burns, like one punch knockout, and the ref didn't see like there was no crowd reaction so the ref just let him get punched like eight more times like unnecessary yeah there was away. yeah
2: that that was the weird thing like it, it's it's a borderline highlight real knockout and especially it like, was Dave, just like, like
1: it, it was a highlight real knockout when you watch it back if you piped in crowd noise it's a knockout of the year contender because it was just dude. a beautiful hook
2: Dude, and, so, and like I said, you knocked out Damian Maya of all people, who's like, who's who's no fucking slouch. And then the ref just paused. Yeah, like, uh, I, what I do. I, I do. Damian... That was such a weird thing to witness because the ref had no idea what to
1: do. Uh, uh. I'm trying to think. Damian. Knights. Yeah, Damian Maya hasn't been finished in a fight. Since, Listen to this. I'm looking at his record right now. I remember watching this fight because I remember all my buddies who said he was going to win. He fought Nate Marquart at UFC 102 in August of 2009 and got knocked out with a punch 21 seconds in. He has not lost – been finishing a fight since then. He, every fight he lost was – Not time. It was by submission. He fought Anderson Silva, Mark right? Munoz – yeah, he, so every fight he never he's never been finished besides that one time before this. He fought Anderson Silva, Mark Munoz, Chris Weidman, Jake Shields, Rory McDonald, Tyrone Woodley, Colby Covington, and Usman, and he didn't get knocked out by any of them. And then Gilbert Burns knocks him out in the first round. Um, that's that's very impressive for Gilbert Burns.
2: Yeah, and, definitely. And like I said, being in so early in the fight, and across especially from the guys you just mentioned, that's a fucking murderer's row at 155 and 17, like 170, you know. Correct. So. That's wild.
1: Yeah, and I mean now we're we're waiting to see what happens with the uh, Habib and Tony Ferguson fight. Um, uh, they're talk The rumor I'm hearing now is that it will pl- take place in Dubai, um, and because they're not going to allow allow. It to take place anywhere in the states. They were trying to get the whole card moved to the reservations, like the Indian reservations out in California. But after Trump came out and said um, it should be groups of less than 10 people together, uh, the re- Indians were kind of like, hey, white man gave us disease before, not again. Yeah, it's like pale face come and sneeze on our faces. No more. Exactly. We'll just give them smallpox again on purpose. Um, but uh I really hope Tony and Habib happens. I've been waiting for that fight for fucking Um, it's been so long. Uh, I mean this four is, this years, is the, four or years, four five years. Fifth time they are supposed to fight now? Yeah. It's 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 yeah, pretty it's wild. Been a while. And uh uh, you know, we, we uh the another funny story I saw some guy uh got caught uh, by his wife by, with his mistress because he uh, was in Italy and he got coronavirus over there with his mistress.
2: <laughs> How I dumb mean, the I mean that's one way to get caught, I guess. You know, it's
1: like, uh, so what are you doing over in Italy? Oh, I was there on business. Were Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, do you guys want to talk a little NFL before we wrap this thing up in a pretty wild fucking week or so into trades and free agency?
2: Yeah, especially with the big news we heard today. I I wouldn't mind hitting it every once in a with, while. Which, and then, news, which... And, then, and then judging what our teams have done in free agency or have done already. Like, what do you think and shit?
1: Yeah, well, uh, what big news did you want to bring up, Taylor? Uh, okay. T
2: B to T B, Tampa. Uh, Tom Brady is most likely going to Tampa Bay.
1: That is nuts. Yeah, I mean, that it's is a, nuts. It's it's pretty wild. I've always believed since the season end, before the season ended last year, that he wasn't going to be on the Patriots next year. I did not think the Bucks. Um, I thought for sure a West Coast team or the Titans. Um uh it's very interesting. Uh it's going to make that division very very interesting. Josh, what are your thoughts being a, a resident of the, the NFC South?
3: Yeah, I don't care. I just I don't care.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, where do you what do you, what have you thought
3: about what the li- the Falcons have done so far? You know, I I I haven't had any time to think about what the Falcons have done so far because all I can think about is this new 17 game schedule and how 8 and 8 is no longer an option. <laughs> i know that, that listen listen eight and eight isn't but eight eight and one is oh shut up <laughs> <laughs> that'll be it that'll be it It'll, <laughs> the first the first season under this new schedule will either be eight eight and one or fucking seven and ten. Eight and nine eight and nine seven and ten stupid bullshit fuck me <laughs> fuck the falcons <laughs> <laughs> fuck thomas Dimitrov. <laughs> Fuck Dan Quinn's DDAP <laughs> record label and his motherfucking crew.
0: <laughs>
1: That's awesome. Oh, uh, shit. Dude, it's, I mean, the Falcons kind of, you had to know that some things were changing just because, uh, the, the financial situation they were in losing the you know, tight um, end. I, I called um,
3: it a couple of months ago. I knew I knew that they were going to cut Freeman. I knew that they were going to cut uh, Desmond Trufant. I knew that those were coming. Um, you know, if you're going to let Hooper walk, because obviously that's a big contract that they can't afford to take on. I think they got a sure. solid replacement. You know, he's obviously yes, not going to produce the same level that Hoop can produce, but. You know, he's a guy that can go out there and he can catch passes on third down. And at the end of the day, when you've got guys like Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones, uh, you really just need another third down option because those guys are going to soak up the, you know, the the heavy load of the targets. Um, you know, but the question yeah, is always going to be the lines, the offensive line, the defensive line. They went out and they got this guy from uh, from the Rams today. He had a pretty solid year last year. You know, he's pretty yep. much a pass rush specialist, eight and a half sacks. Can't really complain about that for a guy who's not playing every down. Um, you know, so I, I, I'm okay with the changes that they've made. I don't know if they've made enough to really um, compete for the top spot in the division, but I don't think that they'll have as bad of a year as they did last year. Uh, I think well, they also at- won't
1: be as bad as they won't be as bad as the Panthers either. Yeah. Um, yeah. so t- Taylor, what have you thought about what the Broncos have
2: done so far? Uh, I'm really surprised at how aggressive John has been, but I like the names that he's brought in so far. Actually, the biggest surprise to me today, besides uh, Tom Brady, to Tampa Bay was, the Broncos somehow getting Jarrell Casey from Tennessee for only
1: a seventh round pick. That is, yeah, I ridiculous. love that. move. I fucking, I love that move for the Broncos. Maybe one of the most underrated defensive players in the last 10 years.
2: Very, very consistent all, all the way throughout. I mean, if you look at it, John has pounced on two very good with high ceiling players in AJ Bouye and Jarrell Casey Yeah, already on the defense. So the defense, when you, when everyone comes back, Kareem Jackson is healthy. Brace Callahan's healthy. That's a very formidable defense obviously with von Miller Bradley Chubb coming back um I do like them addressing the offensive line letting cover Connor, McG- Connor McGovern walk and them trading for the Lions center so uh, glass I, glass now yeah, um he's you know, really, I believe that really I, I like it. I, is
1: he a center or a guard I believe he's a,
2: he's uh, a center he's a center okay so um and but that's his primary position
1: he can play guard no if he had to no he's he he's played right guard the last two years um or Moved he, him around, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, because uh, starting right guard, he, play, he played last year, and he played mostly yeah. right guard. So they can move him around. They have a lot of options.
2: Yeah, especially because they're, um, Le- they're they're letting Leary walk this year in free agency too.
1: Uh, so, so I was actually um, going to look at my PFF account right now to see what he's played the most of.
2: Yeah, I for what I understand his true position is center but regardless um I do like what Denver's doing. I like that John is finally finally all in on Drew on Drew Lock. Um now with the draft right around the corner, I um, mean, you, you've made a bunch of great upgrades in the secondary and on the defensive line, you have to start now looking towards your offense and getting more weapons for, you know, a young quarterback and in always only, in only second year in the league, they've addressed the offensive line. You need a number two wide receiver after you got rid of Emmanuel Sanders, cause Deshaun Hamilton. Yeah. Um, you know, they're looking at the, the big one I've seen a lot of is Denver's very interested in CD Lamb from Alabama, which would be absolutely Ridiculous if they put that if they put them together. No
1: offense, Ceedee Lamb, well, Gordon Sutton. Where do the Bronc Lindsey? Fourteen. Where are the Broncos pick? Where they're fourteen? I don't know if he's going to make it to fourteen. Um, that's well, the problem. Well, I mean, the thing is because John has been so aggressive this offseason,
2: I'm not. But because they have an abundance of picks in the you know the top part of the draft, I'm not entirely sold on the fact that he won't trade up if he needs to go get a guy, but there's no blaring weakness right now that John needs to do that. So, and it's a very wide receiver heavy class this year. So you maybe find somebody. Yeah, 15, that's the thing. 14
1: for sure. The, the teams that historically trade up for wide receivers, it takes them a while to see success. It's a really weird thing. Cause it took the Falcons really a while after they traded up to like, overcome all the draft picks they missed out on. It's a really weird one. Like it's only really quarterbacks we're trading up for. You don't end up hampering your team for the next few years. And even then look, at the fucking bears with uh, Mitch Falls. Risky, um, and where they're at. I mean, and you can't fault the team for trying to trade up for a quarterback because if you hit on the quarterback, your franchise is set. But hit uh, a wide receiver, you look at the Bills when they traded up for Sammy Watkins. That fucked them up for years and years after that. Um, yeah, for a while. Yeah, and, and Sammy Watkins was considered can't miss as well. That's the thing. He was considered one of the best wide receiver prospects since Megatron. So it, it's, it, it's easy to... No one is can't miss because anything could happen to any one of these guys. How many guys we think that were going to be great? Then end up being dude Leonard Williams. We all thought he was going to be a beast. Yeah, it doesn't mean the absolute animal coming out of USC. Um, I completely I mean, agree. There were some other uh, interesting moves that went around, um, and there's still some really good players out there that are, uh, we're waiting to see. Obviously, you just talked about the the Stefan Diggs move, um, which in hindsight made the trade of DeAndre Hopkins look even crazier. Um, that, that I still can't get over what the Cardinals had to give up and why that Bill O'Brien would ever do that.
2: Dude, literally the Cardinals unloaded a massive – contract to get back a top two wide receiver in the league ridiculous
1: yeah, yeah With Larry Fitzgerald of, coming back too like what the they fuck? got they got rid of David Johnson who let's be real for a year and a half he was awesome but he was only awesome for a year and a half yeah and, he hasn't even come close in the last couple of years no he's he's been hurt and maybe he's still young maybe he can figure it out, out again i mean we've seen this past year we saw two guys that were kind of considered average and duke Johnson and Carlos Hyde play really well behind the Houston offensive line, but they shipped off $11.5 million in Duke Johnson and took on 12.5 millions for Deandre Hopkins. Again, one of the best receivers in the league and one of the most sure handed receivers of all time. Um, it's, it's very interesting and uh, shifting gears. Uh, I've, I've been very, very impressed with the Miami dolphins and what they've done. Not what I was expecting whatsoever. Um, well, I mean, no, I uh, did anyone think they were going to get uh, Byron Jones. No, I, I was pretty sold
2: on him either going back to the Cowboys or him ending up uh, – I forget what the other team was, but him ending up someplace else, either going back to Dallas. But Miami the, was not a destination I even thought
1: of. The the Redskins were the other team that apparently were prepared to offer uh, a big deal. Um, that actually talked with them, the giant, this is what's crazy. Giants fans. I had a conversation with Spooner. Giants and Jets fans are wondering why they're not getting any of the big name guys. And it's because agents are telling them to stay away from the front offices. It's pretty simple. They're, they're afraid of the front office situations on both teams. Um, but I mean, to get Byron Jones and then you pair him with Xavier Howard in the secondary, um, it, it's going to be a, a fun thing to see because who are you going to throw at if both those guys are on the field? Right. I mean, if, if if I had
2: to pick one, I'm throwing at Byron Jones over Xavier Howard. You know, Xavier Howard just seems more of a playmaker to me. Not saying yeah, Byron for sure. Jones is, is, is a bad no. Is I bad agree. He,
1: Byron back, Jones know? has he has he has two interceptions in his career. He hasn't been in a system that made him want to play the ball. It was play – to the guy and what Brian Flores is doing with his secondary is the same thing you see Bill Belichick do every year is you build from the secondary and then up, which is the opposite of historical NFL philosophy. It's used to be you build the trenches and then back And, and Belichick, changed the game kind of there where let's build the secondary and then we'll build up the pass rush. And then Miami comes in and they sign a versatile Swiss army knife and Kyle Van Noy uh, making the Patriots weaker in turn. You sign Shaq Lawson away from uh, the bills. So make it a division opponent weaker. You got the center from the Patriots today, um, and then you signed uh, what's his name, the, pa- the defensive end from the Chiefs. Uh, I don't even know how to say his name. Uh, Bug- 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 A I think his name is Boogaboo. Sure, let's go, uh, sure let's go with that. Something like that. Yeah, I think uh, no, it's Agba Emmanuel Agba, um, who played pretty well uh, behind you know Chris Jones. It's kind of hard to get in front on the field um so i i bit and then jordan howard was really surprising to me
2: uh cuz yeah jordan is, yeah jordan jordan howard is a very very good running back that was underutilized in philadelphia to be honest his 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 best shut up his best uh, his best years were in Chicago, and I think he was yeah. dealt a bad hand in Chicago for sure.
1: For sure. And then also uh, Eric Flowers, who I don't want him as a tackle, but he became a pretty damn good guard in Jacksonville and Washington. And now he's going back home to Miami where his alma mater, where he grew up. Um, it, it's it, it's exciting to see that t- after all that talk last year of Minka Fitzpatrick, that t- players won't want to play for Miami, that all of a sudden they're getting guys and getting guys at a premiums.
2: Um, yeah, it's um it's it's really uh, I I'm I'm impressed at what Flores is doing too. Again, he's I was telling you that day, he's not bringing in his big massive splashes. And even though Byron Jones is a very big get, you know what I'm saying? Like I compared it to when Nom decide with the Eagles. That was a big fucking deal. Yeah. Byron Jones isn't the top guy, you know. No. But, he's um, a
1: top guy, but he's not the top guy. Namdi at the time was the guy. Was the guy, correct? Believe me, he played for the Raiders. I knew all about
2: him. But yeah, there's, um, there's so many different things happening. I mean, Chris, Chris Harris joining the Chargers of all places, and for the contract that he got. Chargers are, Char-
1: Chargers are having
2: a really nice off season,
1: actually.
2: Yeah, they are. But you pair Chris Harris with fucking Derwin James, I don't like that at all, man. I don't like it.
1: Yeah, they that defense is really good. Uh, they they got the defensive tackle. What's his name? Uh, uh, Lindell Joseph they signed today, um, which is yeah. a, a really good sign. I'm very impressed. I don't necessarily think that them uh, riding with Tyrod Taylor is the best idea, but they're apparently very infatuated with Justin Herbert. I am very indifferent on Justin Herbert, so I don't know yet. Um, Obviously, it's really hard to say anything without... You know, you have college tape to go off of, but you got to see how team meetings go and workouts, and it's just going to be very interesting to see how these things go with uh, restrictions, obviously.
2: Of course. I I, I still... This is me personally. I still think Herbert would be the real jewel of the draft, even though everyone is still high on uh, Tua Tagovaiola. Rightfully so. I I sure. I sure. Again, I'm not a scout. I'm just some, I'm a fucking, I'm, I'm an armchair quarterback. But I just don't see it with Tua. I think Herbert's going to be the jewel of this class. That's just me. And if whoever, whoever gets like,
1: Herbert is going to be great. See, my problem is Herbert, he came up small against every good team he played. And that's what matters to me. Not about the stats. It's about how you played against a top comp. Competition, and he came up small in every game. He had a losing record against teams that were in bowl consideration. Um, and the guy that I think is going to could end up being in the, the Mahomes of this class is Jordan Love. Um, physically, he's as gifted as anyone. Um, I, I still think there's a chance Miami trades up for Burrow. Burrow was liking tweets about the Dolphins drafting him last night. He's pushing for it still, even if he's saying he's not. So I don't know.
2: He's not going to Cincinnati, dude. He's not doing it.
1: There's things I like about each quarterback. There's things I like about Herber. I like his size, his toughness. Tua is the most gifted passer of all these guys. It's not even close. Burrow is the smartest of them. Um, and Love is the most dynamic and has the most potential. He's the one that could be molded into the, the next big thing, but it's a very high risk, high reward situations.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, just again, again, with the free agency stuff, it's just, it's been a welcome relief from all the the fucking nonsense we've been dealing with because with no sports free agency is my favorite time of the year. So is draft day, not the fucking movie. Fuck you, Kevin Costner. Um, the other big thing too was when, uh, Justin texted me that I and it's a it's a good signing. Um, the Cowboys bringing in Gerald McCoy, three year deal for the Cowboys. Yeah, that like that, that
1: a that's lot. a good deal for them, considering all the pieces that they've been losing. Um, to get at Gerald McCoy and to keep Amari Cooper, even if they overpaid for Amari, you kind of have to. Someone was gonna, might as well be you.
2: Yeah, and then Richie asked me again today about uh, the Jets signing Con- Connor McGovern from the from the Broncos. He's like, good yeah. or bad? I just humored him. Connor McGovern wasn't really that great, so it's fine. I don't give a he's shit. A, he's little- a he's a
1: he's a he's a good he's an upgrade from what they had at center. Um, he he graded out as a. a Uh, just above average. Um, uh, I would say a little bit more than than a slightly above average center last year. Um, it's an improvement for the jets, but, uh, Adam Gaze doesn't know how to coach up an offensive line. So what's the difference?
2: No, no shot. I need to ask you a question. So uh, Thomas Davis, who was on the, who was on the, the, the Carolina Panthers. Yes. Did he retire at any point? No, no, he didn't retire. For some reason, I thought he retired, but I know Luke Kuechly retired. For some reason, I thought he retired because Thomas Davis
1: is going to Redskins, too. So I No, I know you just, Thomas either. Davis was just on the Chargers last year. Um, That's where he was, okay. Yeah, he missed a season in 2010, I think it was, but he was on the Chargers last year after spending his entire career on the Panthers before that. All right, well that's that's not bad. And you know, and yeah. and, and you got you
2: got cap casualties all over the gaff that are coming out. Like the Rams aren't picking up uh, Nickel Roby
1: Coleman. He'll find a home somewhere. And he's a really good nickel corner. I know he's known just for that play against the Saints, but he's a really good nickel corner. Yeah,
2: and and he could definitely bolster anyone's secondary. So it's only a matter of time till half these guys find homes because there's again you got a lot of cap casualties. Um I know Vic Beasley signed somewhere and Josh is pretty happy about it. Where did Vic Beasley sign?
3: Who cares?
1: Uh, I believe Vic, <laughs> okay. Beasley, Vic Beasley signed with the Titans.
2: No, who can't? no really, now who cares? Who gives a yeah, shit. But...
1: All right, I don't really have anything else, guys. You want to wrap this up?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah I think I think that's good. I'm 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 good on it. There's nothing else to really talk
0: about, you know. Okay. It
2: sucks.
1: okay. Um. Well, this was our uh, very interesting uh, remote episode. I don't know how long we're gonna have to do this for. Maybe we'll switch to as things change, switch to weekends in some way. Um. I, I don't know. We'll figure it out. But um, everyone, be safe. Um. Take care of yourself. Take care of your loved ones. Take care, Of strangers. Uh. Thank you, Bet DSI, Lobo Sound, Shots for likes. Um, well, let's have sex. All right. Uh, All right. All right. Bye, Taylor. Bye, Josh. Love you. Bye, everyone. Shut up. <laughs> Later, guys.
0: I'm back living on their
1: floor.